Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm... What's up? What's up, guys? Hey. hey, it's the locker room. No, scratch that green room. Sorry we love football experience with Jamel Johnson and Danny Solomon. What's happening? Nothing, man. I'm here to save the country. Me hey. too. Uh, it's two NFC East legends' birthdays today. We got uh, Nandi Asamoa turned 40 years old, and Brandon Jacobs turned 39. Oh, uh, okay. Felt important. I'll allow that. Namdi Asuma, NFC East legend? <laughs> uh, not quite. I mean, legendary in a bad way, but yeah. There were other parts of that dream team that made the whole thing hilarious. Yeah, this the story that came out where he was eating lunch in his car away from the team during the season. Uh, that was kind of like, the story that broke the camel's back in terms of the dream team being dead. Been there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, one of the most relatable things an NFL player's ever done. Yeah, there's there's a lot of mental health issues that nobody talks about in sports that we're finally getting to the root of just this year, I feel like. People are fucking crazy. Yeah, but Namdi Asamoah is married to Kerry Washington. There's nothing to be upset about. Still? Yeah. Nice. He's a competitor, though. You got to be a certain... You got you to gotta have a little bit of nuts in your trunk, whatever you would say. Whatever there, there's a term that sounds like that. Just go with that. If my, if my lady had a show in syndication, I probably also wouldn't be that good at football. Uh, I see Matty Lewax in the room. Uh, I am very curious what Matty got into on the 4th of July yesterday. Took a big dump. Oh, you know, (laughs) I I went to a comedian party and generally felt uncomfortable and then went home and got too high and I watched Eastbound and Down. There you go. That's perfection. That's right. (laughs) Matty, was anybody playing with a, a football at the party was there a football anywhere was it people playing catch no football's not woke enough for brooklyn so i saw frisbee though (laughs) (laughs) can you give us some names of attendees at this comedian party maybe just to prove that it was a comedian party what's the best five comic lineup you could build yes just imagine general comedian names you know like uh, I don't know. These are made up names. Uh, Trevor, X Men. 
He's sort of the he's one of those like comic book nerd comedians. Yeah, you know, they're you know. He's a frisbee guy. Yeah, dude. I you should have brought a football. You should have brought a football and scared everybody, Marty. I know, I wish I had known. That is and always will be the problem with this podcast is we're trying to do sort of a comedy uh, you know, like slant on the issues of the NFL and try to get comedians on. And I think it might be just down to you this season, Marty. Everybody else is jumping ship. People are too afraid. People are too cool. I think it stopped being cool. It started being like Midwest trashy again. What? Yeah. Football's gay now. Football- yeah, they're trying hard to be gay, but they're not. They it's can't not fake how gay. straight they are. That doesn't make cool necessarily just because you're gay doesn't make you cool yet they did say it's officially gay right yes goodell sat on the chair on his easy chair and let everyone know uh jamel danny what'd you guys get into on uh yesterday i'm interested yeah that you go my apartment uh, is in Highland Park, and we're in the we're deep in the firework zone. So I just kind of posted up here. Did you see a football? No. Danny, did you see a football? I didn't, but there was a pool toy that was shaped kind of like a football. It was a. Uh, it was like one of those, you know, it was those tubes you get into, but it was at least oval. Nice. Enough. Maybe resemble a football. Guys, I'm just going to say this. I saw a football. I touched one. I threw it. I caught it. Uh, it was pretty sweet. You were playing catch? I had a catch. Where do you go to play catch on July 4th? Did you go to no, your dad's at, place? No, 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 no. I was at the beach. Uh, There's some dudes throwing a football. I was. I did the, the old, uh, hey, let me get a right here. And then uh, <laughs> they threw it. And then I threw it back. Oh, so you only got one toss. It wasn't much, but I did touch one. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to say, usually on the 4th of July, there's people throwing a football somewhere. Fellas, we can solve this problem pretty easily by just arranging some kind of football match. Didn't we Didn't we have a comedian's <laughs> Thanksgiving yeah. classic a few the, years back? The last time you did that, everybody died. Yeah, people got hurt. And I like it. I also got hurt, so you know I'm one of you. But I, you know, I'm ready to to jump back in there. I've only gotten older, which is bad. <laughs> Madi, would you fly out for the comedians' uh, Dude, fall football classic? Yeah, I, I would. We should just arrange it at a time when Madi is here, and those of you who are listening at home, come on through. Maybe Betty Davis Park. That's the place I've played in the past. Is that a real bar? It is, yeah. Man, I like it's such a weird place. It's <laughs> right on the other side. When you drive through the zoo, through Griffith Park Zoo, and uh, go out the other side, it's right there. Uh, Danny, congratulations on the video that got posted yesterday. You talking about Tyreek Hill's engagement? Yeah, I'm just. I know that you're basically an extension of Tyreek, so congrats. I would attend the wedding. I mean, the truth is, you know, Tyreek was in a toxic relationship that he was 
obviously the driver of, they were in a bad thing going on. And he was his worst self and did many indefensible things that I will not defend. But at least some good coming out of it, he found love again. And there's no way it can go wrong. Oh, this, this is a different person? I thought we were talking about Tyreek Hill. No, is this the same lady that he's been with the whole time? No, this is a new woman. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah, I, she, I thought maybe we got like a, a really like positive she beat up the, twist she, on the story. She beat up the last one? That's she might have, yeah. He solved, he, he decides who he wants to be with in single combat. Uh, the reason I asked about Tyreek, there's a, uh, there's a list, top five Batman and Robin duos of the 2021 season on NFL.com right now. And uh, the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are number one in the whole league. Yeah. And it's a no brainer. And you can throw in one of any number of other guys in there if you want to call it best trios best quadrios oh we're leaving whatever, quarterbacks out of want this. to do it yeah we're leaving qbs out Even, yeah what about nick chubb and kareem hunt that's number two baby eh. is it really number two? Oh fuck yeah and it's a little soft anybody who had kareem hunt in fantasy the last half of the season i expected a lot more from that dude fantasy playoffs at least i mean come on that's are you talking about travis kelsey still Travis Kelsey lit it up all season long, my friend. <laughs> okay. Uh, number three is Marlon Humphrey. Because now I guess they're Marcus like Peters. the next in line. Hey, you know oh, what? Who's the other? We're, we're, no, you know, it's Mar- Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, the two cornerbacks for the Ravens. But you know what? I think we should just jump off this Batman Robin crap and talk about what we were talking about before, this Brooklyn party that Mahdi went to, that they'd be scared of football. And we were saying, you know, football, football's gay now. Football fined the Washington football team $10 million for their cultural uh, inappropriateness. Uh, we have Josh Gordon is reinstated into the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is focusing on his mental health this offseason. These aren't headlines I'm making up. The NFL is trying to get into this party that Mahdi went to. I don't think it's going to work. Yeah, I don't think they have enough credits to hang with these comedians. Yeah, I mean, a fucking a 50-year-old man, Roger Goodell, shows up to the party in a yellow beanie, yellow cuff beanie. I'm just saying, he's looking for talking points for when he's one-on-one with Trevor X-Men. Of just Warby, like... with Warby <laughs> Parker glasses on? No. Dude, I only said Trevor X-Men because I was just trying to think of something, and the first thing I saw was an X-Men comic on my show. <laughs> I think it's perfect. That's exactly what this guy who I'm thinking of is named. It's the perfect name. And then it's he would tell you that that was actually his birth name and give you some long story. Dude, I've always wanted to do like an MF Doom thing for comedy, but it's pretty much impossible. You mean like you go <laughs> on in a mask? Yeah, like an entirely new persona, a masked comedian. Nobody knows who it is, but it's like everybody would know who it is. Uh, Danny, we have co- we may have covered this on the show before, but uh, this always reminds me of uh, Kip's shtick is to have an umpire comedian who's wearing the umpire mask and suit. Right. And just calling the audience members out. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I mean, there's plenty of ways to go into a dark place in this business and just to get, get out with some money. And, uh, I feel like if you 
if you really want to take a turn, Jamel, because I, I mean, or, or Madi, you two are the last two doing stand-up. Maybe that's a way to go. If you came to L.A., Madi, you could do it, and everybody would think you were a uh, middle ditch. So <laughs> it would be like, Maybe it I might could be good. into some orgies if people thought I was middle, middle ditch. That's your end game? Orgies? Maybe. No. I don't know. Maybe it's my start, my beginning. <laughs> Preseason? Yeah. Orgies. I don't no, know but if it's the end game. Madi is I, right that that comic would do well maybe at that party, but I was trying to figure out how he would help with the football time. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there probably about the halfway mark of this. We will get there. Hey, Hard Knocks. It's the Cowboys. Uh, Does this, like, change what you think going into their season? Is this, like, a doom, like, the worst-case scenario for that team? Or is this kind of like, oh, maybe America will fall in love with Dak Prescott? Uh, Whatever, man. What am I going to do? Watch a fucking Ezekiel Elliott put on smaller shirts? Is he allowed to now? I know they're relaxing the uniform rules. He might just wear like a sports bra. He's going to play in a padded bra. Yeah, we need to have more dudes wearing sports bras. I mean, I'm sports bra eligible. What excites me about it is Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones. Just give me those guys making decisions, please. Did Mike McCarthy graduate high school? Is no. he one of those like military school guys? I, I guess look. I was. I doubt he he passed English lit. At least I, you know, like just the class that one class where it's like you have to be a little bit deep, like you have to write a poem for your final. I bet he failed that class. I bet he failed the class. I bet he's never seen Star Wars. Yo, he's six five. That's kind of crazy. Which Star Wars? All the Star Wars? Uh, yeah, I don't think any. Damn it. Okay, so his biography on IMDb.com, for whatever reason he has one, <laughs> says he graduated from Bishop Boyle High School in Homestead, Pennsylvania. Okay. Your your hometown. Why does he have an IMDb page? And how is that like where I found this information? Because <laughs> he was in Cloud Atlas. There you go. Hey, that's that gets you into that party. <laughs> a bunch of people, really, a bunch of people great? doing ketamine look up and they're like, yo, is that the dude from Cloud Atlas? <laughs> I'm on the cow I'm on the Cowboys I'm on DallasCowboys.com slash front office. Here's what we got. Owner Jerry Jones, and then here's the execs: Stephen Jones, Charlotte Jones, and Jerry Jones Jr. This is like succession for real, and we're getting this on Hard Knocks. Please let all these people factor in. They're gonna. They have to. I need to look up Stephen Jones because I'll be able to know right away which of the succession characters he is. <laughs> what about Bridget Jones? She's well. That's that's Shiv, right? Okay. Oh, damn. You know, he, he has just a, he's more, he looks like Tom, to be honest. He looks more like a Tom. 
the Stephen Jones. Yo, Leon Lett is their D-line coach. Al Harris is their D-backs coach. I'm looking – so we got Dan Quinn as the D coordinator who of Falcons' uh, blown Super Bowl fame. Um, we have Kellen Moore is the O coordinator, and Joe Philbin, who used to be the Dolphins coach, is the O-line coach. Uh, and then John Fossil is the special teams coordinator, who is the old Giants coach. Amen. So which part of the Cowboys falls apart spectacularly in the second half of the season? Is it the offense or the defense? Defensive line. Defense because of Leon Lett? He just yeah. drops the ball right before he gets <laughs> Yeah, he drops the ball right there. That's beautiful. That makes total sense. Come on. Also, they got all these dudes cleaned up like it's a fucking Yankees roster. Like, they're all in suit and ties, and their, their facial hair looks nice. Oh, they don't do no facial hair? I don't think so, man. Some some of these dudes have goatees, but not, nothing beyond that. Okay. How excited do you get at your team's picture? The team pick. <laughs> do you ever look at it? You know, that's really one of the first times I've browsed a team's, like, coaching staff and front <laughs> office, like, tabs of the website. Yeah, I mean, do you know your own staff? No, How much of a fan are you? They're almost all entirely new for my team, so I've deliberately not gotten to know them because I feel like they're not going to last very long. All right, well, Jamel, you've had a season with the, the new meet. Who do you got a D coordinator? Team uh, What do you mean? Hold on. Who is your D? Who is your defensive coordinator? Oh, yo, they got Jack this Del Rio. coming season. The leather, You're not supposed to answer that. The leather the jacket wearing motorcycle man himself, JDR. This was a test. Now we have to go to offensive coordinator. Okay. JDR is trash, by the way. He he will he will hurt you. Hey, John. <laughs> Who's the offensive coordinator for the football skins? Scott Turner. Yep, that's correct. Mm-hmm. All right. Entering his ninth season. First is O coordinator. Wow. That's, that's a nice pull. Well, it wasn't me. It was it's Juwan no, Johnson. By the way, who's, the fact that you have Juwan <laughs> there is great. We'd love to talk to him about uh, you know his upcoming head coaching gig. Uh, I don't, hey, don't coach, know can you say – Coach, can you say something to the people? What's up, y'all? Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. How y'all doing? Hey, Juwan. We're doing great. Uh, Congratulations on the gig. Yeah, really? Thank you. It's a blessing. It's crazy. That's awesome, man. That's like, I feel like all of us at some point had the dream of coaching a football team, and you're doing it. Yes. It's still like a dream to me right now. It's still still hitting me, honestly. Who would uh, you want to be compared to as a coach? Who is your coaching hero? Right now, Ron Rivera. <laughs> Makes sense. Tough, that, beat cancer. That, yeah, that's real. Hey, turned around a team that was kind of like everyone was – nobody believed in that team. Mm-hmm. I don't Hard know notes. where you guys are sitting. I don't know you, you know if you're inheriting a, a team that, you know, is – has a lot of starters coming back and you guys are expected to win or if you're just rebuilding from the ground up, like where are you guys at? I I wouldn't say rebuilding. I think we had a, a stage to where I think we got pieces to try to take over the division for another year in a row. So it's, it's more, it's more interesting to see 
how they'll do it. But I think from the inside out, I think they're excited. And me as a fan, I'm excited too because I think we got pieces to do it again. That's awesome. And I know you've been around the team, so you know most of the guys probably of the who's already there. Wait, he's okay. He's talking about Potomac. He's asking you about Potomac. You were talking about the football team. Potomac, (laughs) Potomac. I was talking about Potomac. Potomac wise, it's um, it's it's kind of the same. It's, except we got a lot of guys up front returning, like defensive line and linebacker wise, offensive line, uh, running back wise. Our quarterback's returning; he'll be a senior. We lose two great receivers, one great receiver that's going to Delaware, so we lose that. You know, take the top off the defense aspect, but we got some young guys who should be able to make some plays in space. We just gotta. You know, teach them to teach them to scheme and teach them to be disciplined. And do you have any walk-on opportunities for <laughs> perhaps a thirty-year-old Jewish man? Maybe this is high school, so volunteer coach. Uh, I want to play. <laughs> you want to play? Um, <laughs> you you can play. You can play by the bleachers with the kids during the game. I don't even think you can do that. There's got to yeah, be some might kind also, of a problem with that. Yeah, that might be stranger. Hey, actually, Marty, you could, Marty could run I, scout team. I don't team. have a high school diploma. I'm pretty sure I could enroll. And you could run scout team. Exactly. Scout team running back. Oh, you can be the Vince Papal of of Potomac. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait. Marty, are you suggesting a never-been-kissed type uh, situation oh, here? I've never seen no. that movie. Nobody's ever done it with a man before, and that and the creepiness of it has prevented us for years. But maybe there's a way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, for real though. Uh, last thing about uh, your team, which again, this is awesome. Uh, I think we're all going to be rooting for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your overall message coming in? You know, you come in, you're a new coach. Like, what's just kind of the first thing you say to a group of like, you know? teenage dude like that's a a lot of dudes in a room who are looking to you for a message Mm -hmm. pretty much just understanding if they can do the small things right that they'll be able to play with anybody in the area um just just take in what we're telling you and and give max effort because we shouldn't be coaching effort you know y'all should want to run through that wall but just do the small things and and be structured so if you do the small things right, big things happen. Do you have Wise any words. Uh, like coach uh, motivational speeches that you might draw on during the season? I'm gonna have plenty. I'm gonna have plenty. Like your favorite on gonna... TV. Any given Sunday, perhaps just directly quoting. Any given Sunday, I think my favorite one right now. I don't know if y'all seen the Year of the Bull documentary. No. Writing that yeah. down. Yeah, going. It, it's on YouTube. It's like it's not the full documentary, but it's, it's clips of it. And there's a coach in the practice, and he's talking to the team. He's outside, and he's just telling, asking the team, you know, why they're not excited? Because you know they're a state championship team and they're in the playoffs, and he's he just telling them, you know, basically the potential that they have and what it takes to get it done. And in the clip, he's, like, chasing the team around the field, yelling at them, slapping them upside the head. But he's wearing these gardening gloves. <laughs> he's doing it. <laughs> Year of the Bull documentary. That's nice. how I'm going in 
to this year. Okay. Would would you ever have Jamel come talk to the team? About oh, what? For sure, because okay. <laughs> sure. he went to Potomac. So, hey, listen up, Potomac guys. We got alumni them. here. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah, I'll do five minutes for the kids. <laughs> no big deal. Clean. It's got to be clean, though. Do you have five clean? Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm just going to talk about stealing Powerades from the Powerade machine. With the caveat at the end, like, don't do this, but here's what I Don't do this, but you can kick that bitch real hard. (laughs) And Powerades will come raining down. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, Jawan Johnson, Potomac High. Uh, Good luck on your first season, man. Uh, Like I said, we're going to be rooting for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, keep us posted. Battlefield, go on Max Preps. The schedule, the schedule's on there. Potomac High School, Potomac Panthers, Dumfries, Virginia. I'm gonna start writing up some. Uh, what are they? What is it? Idioms? Those little one-liners, like you know, uh, yeah. stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You know what I'm, I'm gonna just write. I'm gonna write you up like 200 of them. Those are good to have in your back pocket for sure. Coach needs like a thousand of those. Yeah, fall down seven times. Get up. Make sure to get up every time. <laughs> <laughs> Also, that could just be an assistant coach's whole job, though, is he is just like a pull string doll and just has all those preloaded, you know? Yeah, script editor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're a consulting producer at Potomac High football team. That's where I'm headed, baby. (laughs) They're not – why are they not union? At least unionize (laughs) the high school writing staffs. Man, they just just legalized weed, sort of. It's baby steps, Okay. In Virginia? Yeah. Whoa, that's huge, dude. Yeah, but only if you have truck nuts on your car. (laughs) That's how you know? Yeah. Are you in Virginia right now? No, I'm in L.A. Are your brothers out there? Yeah, got got them out here for the coaching symposium. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, okay, shifting gears back to the league. We talked about Josh Gordon files for NFL reinstatement. Looks like he's going to get it. It's one of these things. It just feels like Groundhog's Day. Like, this has happened, like, every year for the last 10 years. And, like, why don't they just let this dude stay in the league? I don't understand what, why this is a story every single season. What was the most recent thing that he got kicked out of the league for? I can't even keep track. <sighs> yeah. Was it another failed drug test? I don't remember that happening. Well, showed up. There was one that was like facility with lean in a Capri Sun pouch. (laughs) So he's been randomly getting drug tested for the last three months from the NFL, but he's been playing with the Zappers uh, since February with Johnny Manziel, and he was good. There was he had some highlights. How was Johnny? He was terrible. That guy is washed. <laughs> hey, if you can't make the Zappers win their league because they got eliminated from the playoffs is what I'm saying, that's that's not enough, man. If you have Manziel and Josh Gordon, you guys should just win everything. You have Gotta to be a fucking – Zappers league. Yeah, you have to be a ringer in that fucking league. You, it has to be unfair that you're there. Um, and then the other headline is uh, Aaron Rodgers – thankful for the opportunity to work on mental health this offseason. 
he it says he took a holistic, holistic approach to a tumultuous offseason. Uh, these are comments ahead of a charity golf exhibition. So last I saw, this dude was hosting Jeopardy and getting married and going to Disney World and doing charity golf events. Like, this is one of the strangest MVP off seasons I can ever remember. Yeah, if I'm uh, if I'm if if I'm a wife, I don't want to hear that my husband's having mental health problems out the gate. <laughs> Fucking month number one, just like month one. I'm seriously depressed. <laughs> he said though, he said he was not depressed. Not that it, he kind of did like a. I haven't been depressed, but. It's okay if I was. If it's I like, was. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, it not like say, I'm not saying I would have killed her, but I understand. Sure. It's more like the Seinfeld. It's like, not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. I think that's what he was getting at. I think what he's doing is he's, he's first of all, he's a Machiavellian psychotic. You know, he really deals in like, He's like, I've been watching Game of Thrones for uh, first time through. Nice. No spoilers. I could hear some, when you said uh, that that combat combat shit, I was like, somebody got their HBO Max. Dude, he is is a Varus at best, probably a little finger at worst. If anybody remembers from the years ago when that show was on. Yeah. But he's trying to manipulate the situation in Green Bay by basically just being like, I could sit out. What I'm care- my priorities are different. I don't have to play football. I'm not Tom Brady. I'm not a, a, just a, a sociopath who needs football and only thinks about it and doesn't care about his family at all. Or a Christian God. Aaron Rodgers is saying, I can sit out this season. I'm mentally healthy enough to handle it. Is he... The NFL's Kyrie, where he's just kind of on his own spiritual journey and he doesn't really need to subscribe to what the league wants him to do? I mean, kind of. I mean, he's he just found out what Sage was. So. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers might be the most dangerous person to the NFL right now. He's just such a wild card. He could, I could see him sitting down on 60 Minutes and just being like, fuck the NFL, like tomorrow. You remember, did, did everybody watch the QAnon documentary? Yes. So Body, I've been Body afraid. He's a Ron Watkins. He loves the idea of just pulling the strings. You know, he's the puppet master and everyone in the NFL is his puppet. Yeah, that makes a lot Shouts, of sense, actually. Shouts out to Bob Barker, puppets. <laughs> Marionette Theater. Yeah. Now in Highland Park, please. Get yourself a season pass. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, you know, speaking of, you know, mental health, uh, the Washington football team was fined $10 million. The money is all going to support organizations committed to character education, anti-bullying, healthy relationships, and other related topics. And in addition, Tanya Snyder is now the team's day-to-day CEO, which is the term they keep using. Now she's on day-to-day, and Dan Snyder is going to focus on a new stadium plant and other matters. So wasn't Tanya Snyder, like, sleeping with this guy every night and discussing whatever was happening in the building? What's the difference? Didn't she uh, 
never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, didn't they like go to bed together and like chat every night? And she's like, hey, our workplace is kind of fucked up. And he's like, yeah. Why they make her in charge? I just don't understand. She was playing. She did the Lady Macbeth thing. She was in on it. She she's a mob wife. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. It's right. you know she lived with it because it was bringing in the paycheck. There's all types of people out there. There's women who don't give a shit about other women. She probably was you know riding the gravy train. She didn't think she it was her problem that people were looking up each other's skirts at work. And she just uh, had to come had to come to terms with it. And she was on the the good end because she gets to. Play the I'm a woman, it's okay now card. It's like the football skins have done so much right in every step in the right direction. They got the right coach. Their defense is stacked. Like, <laughs> they changed the team name. The one thing they can't fucking get rid of is these fucking owners. Well, yeah. I mean, they bought it. I know. I know it's dude. crazy. It's like you're stuck with these people. Doesn't it sound like the conspiracy theory of like the way the world works where you know we we can we have the illusion of choice we can get rid of a president but they're not the real power the real power are the owners the people who really own us and we don't get to decide whether those guys ever change we're not we don't get to vote bezos out i cancel my amazon prime though did you really yeah so you did vote him out of your subscription. I voted out of my life. You know what I'm saying? You did it for woke reasons? Nah, I just I didn't want the shit anyway. I wanted. I was just buying uh, NCAA sweatpants. <laughs> I just needed one set of NCAA sweatpants. Well, sorry. And it's not necessary. You can go right through to the places that, you know, the small mom and pop places everybody's online now i i mean it's facebook really that's the one people should all of our 35 followers that are listening please get off facebook but i can keep my instagram yes on facebook it's the same yeah i know but we one out of two at least you're not on facebook anymore i mean i like what you're saying to me so this is like art imitating reality because this is like the ted lasso uh storyline to a t where the husband is ousted and then the wife has to take over what if she's intentionally trying to make you guys lose all out ted lasso slash major league yeah major league i mean that's already her plan with breast cancer so oh no what yeah yeah, we can say stuff. We can say <laughs> stuff like that. The 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 NFL breast cancer marketing campaign, which I believe she came up with. Is that true? I think so. Whoa, Tanya Snyder got the pink cleats? I'm pretty sure she was the one who started dropping pink cleats off. I like the pink cleats. I mean, come on. I have a crucial catch Washington football team mask. It theoretically saved a lot of women's lives. Did it? I don't know. Theoretically, it did. There's a possibility that it could have. Maybe husbands who love football were turning to their wives and being like, oh, yeah, get your titties checked, by the way. Yeah, maybe there is something to this cancer stuff. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, hey, I'm looking. <laughs> I just Googled Tanya Snyder quotes. Uh, I found a doozy. Here it is. Uh, I've invested in some shoes that were so beautiful, but they're not comfortable at all. I'll endure anything for beautiful shoes. Tanya Snyder. Same. <laughs> what a powerful, just independent boss lady. I'm looking at a wall full of shoes right now. Some of which are very uncomfortable. Uh, she's got one more good one. I'm definitely a mommy and hopefully a great wife. That's all that matters to me. I have no desire to be the babe of the town. But if someone means that as a compliment, thank you. All right, now I need to look at her. Tanya Snyder. I mean, that's real as fuck. <laughs> that's, just, that's just realism right there. She yeah, has no, that one was good. That was a good question. <laughs> I'm just I saying, mean, this is the newest owner in the NFL, and it's Jamel's team, and it's Tanya Snyder, and I'm trying to get to know this lady a little does bit. Does this, I mean, is it not obvious to everybody that she's Cameron Diaz's character in any given Sunday? <laughs> totally. I mean, I just, just get rid of the standing room seats. We added a section of standing room only seats. Feels unnecessary. I wish yeah. Tanya Snyder was listening. Might be. She and might own Spotify Greenland. <laughs> Bring back open tryouts for the general public. Stop trying to get on every team. Yeah, damn, dude. <laughs> no, dude. But if there was a major league team, that's what would happen is they would do an open, open tryout. They would pick me as the kicker as the worst choice, and then I would really actually end up being really good at kicking. It is hard to get a good kicker, and people don't really know where to look. Yeah, maybe it's uh, it's been me the whole time. I have never kicked a football, but I bet I got what it takes. I'll say this. I bet NFL parties are less stressful than comedian parties. Ooh, Probably, dude. I'm thinking Marty does way better. In an NFL party setting. Because, you, you know, you don't have to be on the entire time at the NFL party. You can you could just get just, drunk. You could just get drunk. But also yeah, no, the small no. amount of stand-up that you've, or like the, the small amount you bring to a party, that stand-up training, they would think you're so fun. They would think you'd blow their minds. They don't know funny from jack shit. It's true. Already in an office environment, I am the funniest person who's ever lived. <laughs> Precisely. I mean, it's crazy how low the bar is. It, I'm talking about a, not a creative office, a regular, there's paper and pens type of office. Yeah, this, is how you, this is how you know how, how square those NFL circles really are. Is because like when like Frank Caliendo or fucking... You know, Rob Riggle or somebody comes out to the, to do like a remote with these guys. They they have them in fucking stitches, losing their minds, and it's like <laughs> Carlos Mencia is crushing. <laughs> I mean, in Kansas City, we have because we have our our super fan is Eric Stone Street. He is not funny, and he makes videos with Andy Reid, and they're not funny, and it is painful to watch. But they fucking love it. Kansas City loves it. That's like a local television thing. Well, I see. I see. Like the Chiefs make a lot of official videos with him in them. Who is he? He's the guy. He plays Cam on Modern Family. That's also how you know the NFL is going more gay. 
Okay. Good point. Even though he's not gay in real life. He's not, no, and it's really, it's not cool. <laughs> no, I, I don't think you have to be gay in real life to play a gay character, but it Thank would you. seem hard. I thought you got two points. I thought you got double points for that. Yeah, I just think it's a little harder to pull off today, but, uh, you know, he did it convincingly for years. He did. He was the gayer of the two, if you're trying to go by stereotypes. That's true. Which is always weird to me, because I'm watching him really gay it up, and I'm just like, at what point is he, like, mocking this? (laughs) It was... It, it had one foot on the line the entire... <laughs> it's day. not... Mo- as long as it's a top 10 show, it's not mocking. That's fair. That's fair. You're reaching such a huge audience, you kind of have to do it. Yeah, exactly. Not- That's like dr- toe drag swag. He's just so close to the borderline, but he makes it in. On replay... <laughs> he, on replay, he's not a gay minstrel. That's the perfect way to look at it. Upon... Like on the infield, the the speed of the game, you're like, there's no way that that's in bounds. But when we slow it down and take a closer look, he did tap it. <laughs> that's great, Madi. We need to get you into the Washington Football Team uh, executive suite and just kind of rub some shoulders during a game. Dude, I I was in one of those boxes when I was a kid. Were you yucking it up? Yeah, dude. We had a like a friend of my parents was like super rich at the time, and he ended up going to prison. It was a whole national scandal. But um, I went to they had box, and and I went to the box, dude. And and one of the dudes in the box was uh the the Red Ranger from Power Rangers. Oh, dude! As a kid, you must have been losing your mind. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. I met Sonny Jurgensen. Jurgensen. How old? Oh, hell yeah. He was like, hey, what's up? I'm racist. Yeah, how old were you? Uh, like 12. I was like, were you trying to get to talk to somebody and be like, hey, what's up with the name of this team? Yeah, dude, I was really pushing it back then. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you got the wheels in motion? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm never going to get the credit for it. Dude, what's so weird about that, like, rich people, like, sporting event subculture is that it's, like, not even about the the sporting event it's uh, the status you know yeah definitely not because really you're further away from the field and you're less like in the in the thick of the of the fandom that you're going to the game to be a part of yeah dude and beyond that like in the owner's box area when like the really fancy boxes they had like an entertainment room with just like ps2s and like pool tables and like Uh. people doing that shit during the game and it's like you're not you're not here for the game at all. Yeah, dude, I came to get two sausage and peppers and fucking play goddamn a Qbert. That's <laughs> that might be why basketball is more pure because the rich people sit right up front. You know, they're they want to get closer and they want to be in it. They want to be as close to the game. Not all of them. I will. Yeah, there out, is a, a version of. of where yeah, you could still you could play Dig Dug, you know what I'm saying, in the bathroom. Well, it's Spike Lee at least <laughs> is right there. That's true. No, I mean he, you know, he's not. I don't think he has any ownership stake in the Knicks. <laughs> Dirt. 
Why not? He actually was bemoaning how much money he spent on this year's playoff tickets. He was like, why the fuck do I do this every time? <laughs> yeah, didn't he say he spent like $10 million or something on Knicks tickets in his life? It was like up there. He was just like, it's an ungodly number. Yeah, yeah the budget on Girl 6. He spent <laughs> on the tickets. Uh, concessions alone, that's how much he spent last season is what he paid Anthony Mackey to be in She Hate Me. <laughs> See, I and I were making fun of him, but I love Spike Lee stripped down. I love the low-budget Spike Lees. Yeah. Give me fucking bamboozled instead of, you know, five bloods. Who do you think... I mean, yeah, I guess who do you think and then how much do you think was spent who has bought the most super pretzels at a sporting event in their life, collectively, lifetime? You know what I mean? Oh, like the league leader in super pretzels? Yeah. Probably that, that Jets fan who has the hard hat on. Oh, yeah. Or the Bills guy. They're going down, Gary. Oh, yeah. It's fun to think about, like, that because – season tickets cost so much that guy has to really make good money at whatever other job he does besides hanging out like is every last bit of money that this dude makes goes going to these season tickets now yeah i would lean more towards that (laughs) and his wife i mean if there is a wife in the picture she can't be happy knowing that that's in the budget every season she's going down gary yeah, that's like a great point. Like Clipper Daryl, is Clipper Daryl in a relationship or is he just all Clippers all the time? And that's the same question with all of these other mega sports fans who are like literally get camera time during their team's games. Like the Lady Hogs and the fucking the Mad Max dude in the black hole at Raiders Stadium or wherever the fuck they, they're at now in Vegas. I mean – that guy has to have a solid other gig. He has to be like, you know, a successful contractor, uh, you know, maybe like a like a plumber that's just like highly rated plumber that, get, that get, gets around to the, the nice areas of town. Mm-hmm. You don't think that once they're big enough, they get some kind of discount? Maybe the team reaches out to them for goodies, you know, for like, I'm not good. Why even bother? You know this dude's going to come anyway. So you shouldn't, <laughs> you definitely should not cut the price on his season tickets. But maybe he gives you like a, they give, Mark Davis gives you a free hot dog every other home game. That's true, like AMC rewards. <laughs> yeah, I've never known super rich guys to be throwing money at anybody, let alone a, a dude who's going to give it to them anyway. But maybe they do make money on the side from, like, doing birthday parties. Ooh. Like they're like, doing real-life appearances. Yeah, dude. Like the cheerleaders. So, like, you, you go outside in your costume after the game and you take pictures with people for, like... You get hired to do some corporate lunch, you know? What corporation's message to their employees... At whatever team building retreat this might be for, would be punctuated by Clipper Daryl showing up. What does Clipper Daryl have to say that your CEO wants his employees to hear? He, he oh. just says, "Let's go, Clippers." That's all he can do. No, they he could he could preach dedication. 
for sure, like in the Midwest, you know, like there's some light bulb factory in Buffalo. I'm sure everyone would go fucking bonkers. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Especially if you're like also into God, if you're really into God yeah. and that's part of your message. Yeah. We have a dream in there and just like, he told me this season's going to be special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, the owner gives you like some bullshit little piece of news to pass on to the idiots in Buffalo. Yeah. Like, and you know, I heard, I heard a little birdie told me that uh, Joe Flacco might be coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Buffalo going to be good again this year? <laughs> For their fans sake, let's hope so. Cause I don't think they can like, like actually the health wise take going below 500. No, definitely not. It's either you or them. It's either you guys or them that's going to take the step back. The Browns, you mean? Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I don't know. I think I think they might both be here to stay, pal. These it could be the, us. These are going to be the teams that lose to Patrick Mahomes in the divisional round for the next eight years. They're just going to switch places. Lake Erie squad. Just be happy to be that close to his presence. I'm not happy, Gary. <laughs> what a you're you you're a super fan now, right, Jamal? For the Lakers. What? <laughs> super fan video. Oh, oh, Laker Derek isn't a super fan. He's an employee of the team. Oh, Laker Derek. What's Laker Derek up to these days? Well, you know, we had to talk him off the ledge when the Clippers <laughs> yeah. made the West Finals. He really almost – he was listening to um, Papa Roach a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but now That's true. I guess we did kind of – there was a fictional super fan. I guess the Lakers have celebrity super fans, and that's not fun. No, it's not yeah. fun at all. Nobody gives a shit about how but... – Laker Derek, uh, voluntary security. Rob Palenka is not Rob Lowe. People have talked about this, right? Yeah. He, but he looks exactly like him. He got Rob Lowe surgery. He did not always look like that? I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. He I'm looks a little cool. like if Rob Lowe and Freddie Mercury had a baby. Yeah, that's fair. I'm Googling Rob Palenka before. <laughs> But while we wait, everybody who's still listening, God bless you, and uh, take the time to look at Jamel's other content. There's much of it. It's all great. Uh, you know, just look up Google Jamel Johnson and be pleased for the rest oh. of the day. It's all he does. Yeah, because I've got 24 hours worth of crap. I only say that because I feel like I mentioned at some point that I had an album on this podcast, and there was a slight uptick in my Ooh. monthly check. Come on, that's hard, yeah. So let's use this as a hustle. Uh, yeah, I got a bunch of uh, all type of poop online for you guys. Some made by Dan Hardigan. Dan or Hardigan. In, in association uh, with Dan Hardigan Films. Co- co-producer, co-writer on some fantastic episodes of NBA Storytime. I'm still looking at these super fans. You know the Raiders guy who has, like, the zebra-striped face and wears the actual shoulder pads? Yeah. Kind of has, like, a leather beanie on? 
Yeah, he's the Mad Max guy. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he's like he he, he uh, does meetups and autograph signings and like organizes all these community events. So these guys wow. are doing it off the field as well. All we see is them maybe once every few games a season. But uh, these guys, I don't think they turn it off when they leave the stadium. It's a life. It's another hustle. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like those guys going to games, hustling from it. That's what we're trying to do on this podcast. And the living. It'd be great if someone could invite us to a game. If if anybody's out there making decisions like that, we'll mm-hmm. take a free ticket to whatever team. Invite us to your tailgate. We'll get respectfully drunk. Jamel, and, are uh, you are are you worried about where super fandom is going? Because this, I'm trying to think of like this NBA playoffs. the The star of the NBA playoffs is the Suns and Four guy, and he's just a guy who punched another guy in the crowd and said Suns and Four, and now. He's the Suns mascot, basically. Uh, this is just a one year. Because everybody, last year was too crazy for everybody to not get punched. You understand? For sure. I don't, no. think, I don't think it's sustainable. Okay, well, okay. Here's another realm <laughs> that I think is untapped. Where's just like the Babe super fan? And I know there's like, um, there might be versions of like people, but it's not their full personality. Like I'm talking just, a babe who's at every single game for the Arizona Cardinals, and that's kind of mm. all she's known for. Well, I think it's like there might I, – I I think there's a couple teams with probably some super bad – like maybe like some bike gang girls. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Okay, which is, which is you know very babe-like, has potential to be babe. I guess just give them some camera time and like you know build a narrative because the only reason we know who Jets hard hat guy is and the Bills super fan is because they keep showing us that these people every fucking year. So you know just work in some other types of fans. Yeah, that's how what about the kiss cam Jewish man. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That is doable for us. Photo. And he's somehow the same age for 40 straight years. Cuz he needs to last as a character in this league. I guess he should be he should replace the hard hat guy cuz I think the Jets or the Giants is kind of the the obvious choice for who he should be a fan of. Or I guess the Dolphins. Final thoughts? Marty, final thoughts on the week. On on what? <laughs> final, th- final thoughts I, on what? Look, I, I like know it's only it. Monday, but what's your last thought of the week? My last thought of the week? Mm-hmm. Oh, that I might have really messed up all this life stuff, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is getting scary, man. I didn't know how scary it was going to feel to be in my 30s, and it is really scary. It gets better. Let's talk. I believe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, nice final thought from Marty. Uh Danny, final thoughts for this week? Uh, I guess I should just cover the fact that I went 
uh, and splurged thanks to the two of you and your horrible team picking to uh, Red Lobster. And really, I just splurged on a bunch of lobster and crab legs and Cheddar Bay biscuits, some of which we took home and froze. Fuck yeah. And uh, it was it was just a, a great time. But I did not take more than one picture. I sent you guys one picture. Some have asked about pictures. Some is a strong word. But uh, it's been asked that I should uh, have some pictures or it didn't happen. And I have one and it's of Cheddar Bay Biscuits. So maybe we'll post it in our story. So the biscuits like is the, the biscuits your favorite part? It really is. Everything else is trash. I liked the crab legs okay. And I realized that either it's Red Lobster doing it or maybe it's just a thing. But I, I'm not as big of a fan of lobster as I am of, of crab and shrimp. Fair. Yeah. Uh, Jamal, final thoughts? Um, I love internet radio so much. And uh, thank you all for listening. Hmm. Uh, my final thought is there's uh, ranking all 32 uh, teams running backs, and Miles Sanders is ranked 27th out of 32. Uh, even though I think the Eagles are going 0-17 this season, I did take that as a serious slap in the face. There's no way there's 26 dudes who are starting running backs that are better than him. Uh, it kind of pissed me off a little bit. Who is for sure... Uh, not better than him that got, got ranked over him. Uh, Give us Mike a name. Davis, who's in the Falcons. Oof. He was the Panthers replacement last year. That hurts. Sure. Yeah, that's fair, oh, actually. Antonio Gibson's ahead of him. <laughs> he was a committee. Yeah, wait Na- a minute. Dajay Harris is ahead of him. He's never played a snap. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, but he's got is- Nike ads. This is a good reminder to for people who are playing fantasy, which we are not – to uh, listen to the fans. The true fans know Dan Hardigan, full Eagles fan, fully endorsing Miles Sanders as a good running back. So listen to it. Also, this list was written by Maurice Jones-Drew. Whoa. So, you know, he should know something about this. I'm a little disappointed by it, but uh, I am sorry that I brought it up so late in the podcast. Sorry that Antonio Gibson is clearly better than Miles Sanders. I'm sorry. I didn't have a final thought for real. Just a lot going on right now. Uh, and we're all sorry that Maddie's uh, going through a crisis. Uh, we'll check in on you uh, off air. It'll be okay. Oh, Thanks great. for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>